Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Boston now ahead of St. Louis, 3-2 early in the third period. Also in the third, Islanders up 3-1 on the Devils, and the Rangers lead Chicago 3-1. Second period, Toronto with a 3-2 lead on Tampa Bay. Marner has his 19th of the season. After the first period, Winnipeg with a 1-0 edge in Nashville. The Ducks taking it to the Wild. It's 3-0 in the second period, and late in the first, the Kings and the Stars are scoreless. Phoenix fighting back against the Raptors five minutes into the second half. Toronto leading it 65-62. We have our next Oilers game coming up on Saturday night, 6.30 face-off show game at 8 as they take on the Calgary Flames. The two teams have split their two meetings so far this season with each team winning at home. The Oilers were off today. They will be back at practice tomorrow. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. We had Alex Tangay on the show who believes that the keys to the Oilers Getting into the playoffs will be Clefbaum's return. And as uh, Tangay put it, Connor McDavid putting on his Superman cape and uh, jetting to the league lead in scoring. It's going to be fun to watch here down the stretch. Interesting here, some uh, developments going on in the National Hockey League with stats, tracking players, getting more information to coaches, to players during games, and, uh, hey, maybe pretty soon more information for you fans as well. Dave Lahansky is the Senior VP of Development and Innovation for the National Hockey League. Dave, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here. Uh, obviously, some some interesting stuff going on in, uh, in your corner of the National Hockey League. You are the VP of Business Development and Innovation, and... Uh, uh, I guess maybe the the innovation side of that is uh, is kind of what we're focusing on here because there's a new app that's uh, going to give coaches a hand uh, during games. I guess I'll start pretty general. Can you give me the nuts and bolts of what this is going to be doing for for guys like Ken Hitchcock here in Edmonton? <laughs> sure. Well, I can't tell you exactly what he'll be using it for. We're kind of leaving that up to the teams. But let me give you a little bit of a, of a background on, on what it is. Um, back in 2017, prior to the playoffs, we built and launched an in-arena coaching system with Apple. Um, and basically what you, what you will now see um, is uh, three iPad pros positioned behind each bench during every game of the season. And that system was designed to provide all the coaches and the players with access to real-time video highlights. So literally a player can, can, can hop over the boards, come off the ice, grab the iPad out of its holster, which is positioned on the glass behind the bench, take a look at it and see video from their shift that they, that they just got off from. 
what we've done now is we've we've um, spent some time, pretty much all of last season into this off season, working with the clubs and the coaches to better understand um, how they felt about that system and what else they might want to get out of it. And it was pretty clear that there was a lot of, of data uh, and, and and stats that they wanted to also have on the on these iPads to complement that video experience. So we we built a prototype. We shared it with a number of clubs, um, and uh, we did all that with SAP and Apple, and now have a a new app that we're about to launch um, shortly after or soon after the All Star Game. It'll be on uh, an iPad that will be added to that that bench um, environment that will be providing um, real time stats, data, and analytics. Okay. Well, it, it, you know what. Dave, I, I, when you, you describe that, I think it sounds pretty cool. And I hope you understand how I mean this. I'm going to say I'm not surprised because of the way the world is going with uh, technology and instant information and, and everything we can access immediately now. And, uh, I mean, we got a generation of, of, of players that are, are, you know, the all the new players in the league, they're going to have grown up with cell phones and all this access to data. You know, the, the coaches are, are a little older, but they want this as, as quickly as possible for planning and strategy and, and all that kind of stuff. So, I, I, I mean, I imagine there was... Nobody who said, "Oh, I'm not sure we want to do this." This must have been how how fast can you get us get this going? Yeah, for sure, that's exactly right. Now there was some there were some differences between the clubs with regard to what they wanted to see. Uh, there were certainly certain things that were on everyone's list, so time on ice and derivatives of time on ice, and knowing how much every player's logged, uh, you know, in, in a, from a real time aspect. Um, Face off wins, losses um, by zone, um, based on matchup. So there were certain things that we knew right out of the gate that everybody wanted to see. I think the trick for us was building a tool, and that's where we really relied on on SAP and Apple, um, to, to that could allow for the clubs to customize what they saw so they were, you know, really getting the most out of it. And, and obviously not everyone's the same. And, you know, I think one thing we, we, we want to make clear is that we're not trying to push anyone toward data or, or towards using data more than they want to. But to your point, you're right on it. Um, man, these guys, these coaches have more responsibility than ever before. There is so much that they need to manage in-game. And when they make decisions, um, you know, their their senior management is going to expect that they took in a number of factors and some data before making that decision. So we as the league are really trying to offset some of that burden uh, to really give them the ability to see the data super fast um, and then be able to make the decisions they want, even if they end up going with their gut. I mean, that's that's absolutely fine, too. They have a ton of wisdom and experience that, um, you know, we can't package up. So that's that's really what we wanted to try to do. Dave, I realize the answer to this next question might be you telling me to pump the brakes a little bit. But I got to ask, because maybe it isn't. People are listening to this and probably thinking, oh, wait, that's pretty cool. I'd like to know all this stuff. Is, is, is there <laughs> is this going to be accessible to, to viewers, to fans? Or are we there yet? Is that something you'd like to roll out? What can you tell me there? So, um, 
Yeah, sort of. That's the answer, I guess. It's absolutely something we'd like to um, provide to fans, but obviously in a different format. So this solution was completely purpose-built for coaches and, and for the environment that they have to work in, particularly on the bench. I think the next iteration might be um, uh, an expansion of this, of this app and this tool uh, to the broader hockey operations departments at, at you know each club so they could use it 24-7. But right now it was a tool that was built for the in-game experience, and we really wanted to make sure there was competitive balance across the league and every team had access to the same information during the game. But as for our fans, uh, I think there's there's products that will could be like this uh, with regard to providing them with access to real-time data. And one of the things we really wanted to do was to build this in um, conjunction or, or collaboration with uh, the puck, puck and player tracking system that we're also building so that when that's that's live and ready to go, we'll have a platform that will allow us to deliver that, that data or, or portions of that data to the coaches uh, in real time. And I think we could take a lot of key learnings through this app that we've built for the coaches um, uh, and use that to build new products and experiences for our fans and ultimately allow them to get this and see the same things. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the tracking system because I wanted to ask about th- that too. Is this, and, and I think you know, uh, Hitch here in Edmonton and this you know might be something just the Oilers doing, but you know, tracking some of their higher ice time guys and how they're, they're feeling and all that kind of stuff. Is this where every player is going to have something on him in his jersey? The puck's going to have something to measure its velocity and all that kind of stuff where are we headed with with this kind of tracking technology yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, so we've tested this, you know, and, and other systems for years. Uh, we put the system that we're currently contemplating into play during last year's All-Star game. And, and basically, it's, it's, uh, it's what you said. You know, there are antenna in the building up in the rafters and around uh, the mid-bowl. And there's a sensor in the puck. We manufacture a special puck with the sensor inside of it. And there's a sensor on the player's probably on their shoulder pads or, or somewhere up on their upper body. And it's tracking the movement of the players and the puck throughout the entire game. And so, you know, the, the example I, I always love to give, you know, is really, you know, um, is with goalies, right? And so how, you know, for the most part, if you're, if you're a casual hockey fan, and, and part of the reason we've launched or we're moving forward with puck and player tracking is to create a tremendous amount of new data that we can use to grow the game, to pull in more fans, to really understand and, and and have an appreciation for the incredible skill and speed of the game and our players, but also to understand what's going on in the ice, the rules of the game. But take something like goaltending. I mean, for, for any casual hockey fan, there's probably really been two stats that they've ever been presented with, and that's goals against average and save percentage. And as you know, one of those goals against average is really a team stat. It doesn't really say much about the goalie's performance. But anyway, in a world with tracking, um, we'll know where every shot was taken taken, who took it, how fast the puck was moving, whether or not it was deflected, whether or not there were players standing in front of the goalie. And when you add that with the other data that we already have, the time of the game, the score of the game, uh, even things like whether or not the goalie was playing in you know, back-to-backs or three games in four nights, we'll be able to completely, well, at least to provide people, our fans, our media partners, our coaches, anyone, with a new way to look at goalie performance, with a new way to appreciate goalie performance. So it's 
really going to change, we believe, the, the overall experience for everyone. It's hard to determine exactly how just yet because um, it's going to take a while to really work through all the data and understand. But, um, yeah, we're really excited about it, and we think it's going to be a game changer. Wow, that sounds great. I, I, I love that. That, that. That's that'd be so cool to have access to all that kind of stuff. I'm curious, one more thing. Is there uh, a, like collaboration between other leagues? Because I know, you know baseball's tracking a bunch of different stuff. I think the NBA has had some, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to gather more information on players. Does that, does that exist or are the sports so different you kind of have to go your own way? You know, there's some, for sure. I, I wouldn't say there's anything that we specifically work on together, but there's definitely um, a lot of conversation. There's there's information sharing. Uh, you know, the, the universe is, is, is kind of small, so a lot of these companies are uh, speaking to all of us. So, yeah, there's definitely some collaboration and some sharing. I mean, as you know, each game is, is different, and, and we think ours is truly unique. Um, and, and to that, I'll give you one last point on, on the system that we've tried to build. In addition to, to using it to create a tremendous amount of new data that will allow us to create new content and programming and storytelling, it was important for us to make sure that the system could operate in real time, meaning that we could get the data and use the data as the game is being played. So if we want someone to understand just how fast our players are and we want to put a bubble over a player telling you or showing how fast they're moving, the system has to operate in real time. You know, And that's primarily because of the way that... The, the game is played. There are very few few stoppages, and the stoppages we have are very, very short. Other sports, there's really long stoppages, and there are a lot of breaks, and it's you know, just providing a lot more time to, to tell stories and explain what's going on. So you know, the speed of the system was another thing that took us a little while to figure out, but I think, I think we're close. Well, this is fascinating. Thanks for giving us an update here in oil country. I know Oilers fans are uh, going to eagerly await when, when they can access a lot of this, too. Dave, thanks for checking in tonight on Inside Sports. I hope we can chat again. Hey, fantastic. I really appreciate it. Thanks. All right, that is some interesting stuff. Dave Lahansky checking in. So there's where the NHL is going. More of these real-time stats to the coaches and players right on the bench on iPads. Maybe it's going to open up to fans tracking technology on players and the puck. Who knows what kind of information we're going to have as spectators in the next 3, 5, 10 years. Inside Sports on... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 6.30, Chad. Wow, Phoenix has now pulled even with the Raptors, tied at 75 late in the third quarter. It's 7.19 back after the break. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 6.30, Chad, Inside Sports. on him. Horvat streaks to the hole, left wing, drag move to the net, back hitter save made by Miko Koskinen to keep it tied at two. 
Some classic Jack Michaels on the play-by-play. Koskinen, several big stops in the third in overtime and in the shootout as the Oilers survive last night against the Vancouver Canucks. You know, I I was thinking about these last few games for the Oilers. They uh, finally have won back-to-back games for the first time in over a month. To Borwell, remember when they were 2-1 and one on the road trip at the start of the month, despite that stinker in Los Angeles, Hitchcock said, we've had a good road trip, potential to make it a great road trip. They were not able to. They got pounded in San Jose. Well, 5-3 and three in January, it's been a good month, a potential to make it a great month if they could win, say, 2 of 3 on the upcoming homestand. We'll see how they do. If... They squeak into the playoffs, and I realize that's an if. What's happened recently with these shootouts? Let's face it, it was exciting. It was a thriller. Turned out to be a fun game to watch. But realistically, they should have lost in regulation to Florida. I'm, I'm comfortable saying that. Last night in Vancouver, got two points. To be fair, probably should have got one. I mean, you could even make an argument, maybe they should have lost in regulation time. The offside challenge, no, it was offside. So I, I, I guess I can't complain about that. Uh, but obviously, the, the chance in overtime, Nurse knocks the one away, and then the other shot hits his skate and doesn't go in. And then the Oilers win it in a five-round shootout with another big goal by Alex Chason. I, I think you could argue that the Oilers in the last four games have picked up, I'm going to say, three points that they quite easily could not have had perhaps should not have had and I'm not complaining about it <laughs> I mean that's a, a lot of times how teams get in I mean Calgary a couple of years ago had had all these amazing third period comebacks and, and they got into the playoffs so you need games like that along the way the Oilers have an excellent record in games decided after 60 minutes what are they now five and three in games decided in overtime three and oh in shootouts so they have that going for them and uh maybe getting some of these points along the way where you get one or two when you should have got zero or getting two where you should have got one could make the difference but yeah over this four game stretch where they've won three out of four uh, i'm pretty comfortable saying that game in florida Probably one they, I mean, if you talk about deserve, and deserve isn't everything, but probably one where they they didn't even deserve to get a point, and they got two, and then yesterday in Vancouver, easily could have been a one-point night, Uh, you know, could have been a zero-point night, they get two. So they get to 23, 21, and three on the season. Oilers and Flames. Saturday night, Oilers and Hurricanes Sunday night, and then Tuesday, final game before the All-Star break for the Oilers, they will take on the Detroit Red Wings, who are uh, obviously having a tough season. Uh, you heard the Aginla news, mentioned that with Alex Tengay earlier in the show. Aginla will have his number 12 retired by the Calgary Flames March 2nd before a game against the Minnesota Wild. Of course, Aginla grew up in little old St. Albert, 1,095 points in 1,219 games with the Flames. Franchise leader in goals, points, and games played. Six-time All-Star with Calgary. 11 times a 30-goal score. Pretty amazing career. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. We'll update the scoreboard when we get back, and we will bring in Alex Von Hoff. The website is thepogstore.com. Odor-eliminating technology. So if you stink, you'll want to listen to this. (laughs) Does someone in your life stink? 
Tune in next to Inside Sports to find out how you can help. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Good to have you tuning in tonight. Quick NHL update. Kings leading the Stars 1-0. The second period about to begin in Dallas. Drew Doughty has the only goal of the game. Late second period, Anaheim with a 3-0 cushion against the Wild. Also late in the second, Winnipeg up 2-1 in Nashville. Early third, Toronto 3, Tampa Bay 2. Rangers leading the Blackhawks 3-2 with three minutes left. Islanders have beaten the Devils 4-1. How about the Islanders? Now 27-15-4 on the season. And late in the third, Boston is going to beat St. Louis. They're in the final minute. It's 5-2 for the Bruins. NBA tonight. Raptors in a fight with... Well, the lowly Phoenix Suns, no other way to put it. Raptors up 90-87 with 7.50 left in the fourth quarter. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Our next Oilers broadcast will be on Saturday night. If you ever want to get in touch, 780-496-0063, text 630-630. You can email me, inside sports at 630ched.com. Well, uh, pretty cool here. We're going to introduce you to Pog thepogstore.com, odor-eliminating technology. Alex Von Hoff joining us on Inside Sports. Alex, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, sir? Hey, Reed. How's it going today? I'm doing very well. Thanks for making time for me to come on the show. Uh, this is a, a pretty cool pretty cool uh, venture you have going here. Uh, I'll start very generally. Tell me a little bit about uh, Pog, thepogstore.com, uh, what are you offering here? Where did this all come from? Yeah, so the the pogstore.com, uh, we offer a way to get rid of odors. Um, and in the sports industry, it's really taken off because uh, I think we can all attest to sitting beside a smelly player on the bench, or you know, having kids gear in your in your truck or something along those lines. Um, it started a few years ago with my uh, my business partner Barry. He uh, thought of the idea, and you know, we. We joined up uh, about uh, 11 months ago, and from there it's kind of grown huge. And uh, in the last month, it's just taken off, and uh, the customer feedback has been amazing. Um, word of mouth has been huge. Uh, we're just internally grateful to all our customers for, for sharing their success stories. And you guys are out of Sherwood Park? Yeah, yeah, we're located in Sherwood Park, and the technology was developed in Spruce Grove. Okay, awesome. So is this... Is this a spray? Is this like what? What? What, it, what is it? How do you apply it? Yeah. So what it is is it's actually a it's a micro ozone generator. So ozone's been used to clean equipment for for years. Um, the hassle was you had to drop your equipment off at the at the store, or you had to have somebody come and grab it, and then they would put it into an ozone chamber and then clean it. What we've done is we've allowed it or, or made it possible for you to be able to clean your equipment or clean, use an ozone generator in a, in a safe way by throwing it into your, your hockey bag or your lacrosse bag or your football bag or squash, whatever, anything that stinks. Um, turn on the one-hour setting or the three-hour setting, and it does exactly the same as what you do at a sports shop. Wow. So, so uh, somebody, a, a guy or a gal could play a hockey game, have a hockey practice, change after the game, throw it in their bag, take take their equipment home, and that's like, they could just leave it in there? Like there's no, it's not that labor intensive? No, literally the, the labor is 
charging it once in a while, so it charges just like a cell phone. You plug it into a, a USB charger. It charges oh, wow. for about two hours, and that holds a nine-hour charge. Uh, hold the button either for one hour or a three-hour setting, throw it in your bag, zip it up, and that's it. We do suggest, you know, once in a while airing out your equipment if, you know, there's a lot of people who don't air out their equipment, so this is a really big tool for them. And then there's the guys who are religious about airing out their equipment, and this tool is still perfect for them because my analogy for airing out your equipment is, is it okay to wear the same underwear and socks 30 times in a row to the gym as long as you air out them? Right. It's, okay. it's still gross. <laughs> so this is a way to, to clean out your equipment, right? Because the, the ozone actually breaks down uh, the bacteria and the mold and the mildew present in your gear, um, and that's what's causing the odor. Okay, so so are you so do you call an individual? Are you calling it a pog? Is that like would you, yeah okay that's, yeah that's the name. So it's how how big is it, like relative? Uh, it's to about the size of a block of butter. Okay, and so all right, so you got to charge it. All right, uh, this is really cool. So, and I assume I mean you're coming on a sports show tonight and you're focusing on equipment, but are you are there other uses for this? I mean, does it apply to? Other smelly situations, for for lack of a better term. Oh, absolutely. Um, so boats, for instance. Uh, I don't know if you have a boat. When you pull the boat cover off when it's been sitting for a couple of days and it smells like a wet sock, um, it's amazing for that. Um, tents, if you're an active tenter. Um, the other amazing thing is there's actually a battery bank in it, so you can charge your phone off the unit. So if you're on the ice or if you're camping or you're tenting or RVing or you know somewhere where you don't have power, you can plug your phone right into it, and it'll charge your phone. Oh, wow. Um, like I said, using your RV. Uh, me, personally, I have dogs, um, and they go everywhere with me. So I run it in my truck all the time to get rid of the dogs. Oh. Um, I used to smoke. Um, so when I smoked, I used it in my closet to get rid of the, the smell of cigarettes off my clothing. Um, it's pretty It's pretty useful for a lot of different uh, odors. Alex Von Hoff joining us on Inside Sports. He's behind uh, the POG pogstore.com if you want to get more online uh, some odor removal uh, removing technology he's talking about applications for sports and other things as well people are texting in some questions here alex uh would it work on work boots absolutely so what i do is i put in a rubber made container uh throw it in there for a three-hour setting and uh smells gone uh and suit jackets i assume that, that would work as well yep. yeah absolutely i just uh, what i do is i put it on a three-hour setting and put it in my closet Okay, so do you have to keep, how do, uh, what am I trying to say here? So whatever the, the target is of what you're trying to remove the odor from, do you have to have that in a relatively confined space for the POG to work most effectively? Yeah, that's what we suggest doing it. We suggest doing it with a safe practice, which is just isolating the ozone to an isolated area and, uh, and doing it that way. Uh, the unit well, is effective for about 200 to 250 square feet. So even like a spare bedroom, I have a spare bedroom I barely ever use. Um, so it kind of gets stale. So before a f- company comes over, I just throw it in the in the bedroom and oh, let it run for an hour, and then I pull it out, and the room smells fresh. I, I got a couple questions about ozone. If there are any yeah. any dangers to that or environmental concerns? Yeah, no, for sure, and that's a absolutely awesome question. So ozone itself uh, is safe at lower lower concentrations, and once you get it up to a high concentration. Um, it can become basically an irritant for your respiratory system. So that's why we always, in our instructions, we teach you how to use it and how to use it safely. Um, is it dangerous environmentally? Um, no, on that side, no. Um, but like I said, it's a tool. It's not for breeze. So we, we, we teach you how to use it, and um, customers love it. So. Okay, interesting stuff. Now, 
In terms of interest from professional teams, can you tell us anything there? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have a number of NHL teams using the units right now. We've had amazing feedback. I have testimonies back from uh, the Winnipeg Jets, um, Las Vegas Knights. Uh, currently, the Winnipeg Jets are uh, Winnipeg Jets and Vancouver Canucks are using them in all their equipment bags. Um, they're floored on how fast because <clears throat> for equipment managers, they do not have spare time. So for the ability for them to clean their equipment when they're on the road, like a five-day road trip, is huge. I mean, I became good friends with a lot of equipment managers because I solved a lot of problems for them really quick. Okay. And is there, what's the lifespan of a POG? It's about 3,000 hours, which works out to about five years. Okay, so you have, you'll have you have one for a while then. Yeah, yeah and there's no maintenance. You, like, you just charge it, and other than that, that's it. Yeah, well, what, are, what are they costing, Ballpark? Uh, retailer 129 and online right now we have a special so they're at 119 and then you get an additional ten dollars off if you use the, the 630 Chad and the Kissin promo code which is just pocket and then you get free shipping on top of it right and then we got spots running on our station as well well Alex this this is pretty cool what's your personal background I mean are you a tech inventor type guy or like you know what I mean like I'm curious you know I guess I'm uh, I, I just just an entrepreneur. I just you know what I see a good idea and uh, I want to run with it. Then I do. And this was this is something I came from policing, and my ballistics vest always stank. Okay. Um, so <laughs> that was one of the things I thought about, and then I was like, okay, I have an RV that stinks. I have a boat that stinks. I have hockey gear that stinks. I have animals that stinks. And as I tested it, and we we changed the unit, and improved it, and made it better. The you know the the more avenues I sought to go down. Um, so, you know, I just, I just saw a product I really loved and, and I'm lucky enough to have a lot of customers that are behind me and, and the success that's coming with it. Well, good for you for, for getting this going. And, uh, this is a, this is a great Alberta success story as well. Uh, boy, people are interested here. Mike wants to know, uh, would it not be suitable for say a 600 square foot garage? I assume Mike means trying to get the smell out of the garage itself, whatever it might be. Yeah, for sure. We have a, a little bit larger unit that actually plugs into the wall, and that one is amazing for garages. Um, you can set it to run at different levels and different speeds. Um, and, for instance, myself, like I said, I used to smoke. And living that, living in Edmonton, where it's minus 27, you don't really want to stand outside for a dirt. So <laughs> I smoked in my garage, and none of my family knew I smoked in my garage. My wife didn't even know, um, which, you know, maybe she knows now. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it worked great. Some of my employees came to my office, and they said, yeah, we had no idea you smoked because uh, we I just ran the unit in the garage, and, and uh, nobody ever knew. Okay. All right. Well, uh, this is interesting stuff, Alex. Thanks for thanks for checking in with this. Uh, again, people can check it out online, thepogstore.com, exactly how it sounds, uh, P-O-G. Alex, thanks for checking in, and we wish you continued success with this, man. Thanks, Reed. I really appreciate your call. That is Alex Van Hauf checking in uh, with Pog, one of the guys behind it. So uh, good luck to them. They're doing pretty well. They have some NHL teams on board. Hopefully that keeps rolling. We'll take a quick timeout. It is quarter to eight inside sports on 630 Chet. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader. 630 Chet. Good enough, but still we're trying one more time. Maybe we're just All right.
right, good to have you coming along for the ride tonight. Thanks a lot for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins. It is Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Chad, the Oilers pulling it out last night in Vancouver. 3-2 in a shootout. They will host Calgary on Saturday. The Eskimos news, big one yesterday, J.C. Sherritt, linebacker for the last eight seasons, retiring at the age of 30. Uh, I asked him about his very first training camp where there was uh, you know, a story going around that he was very, very close to not making the team. Uh, you know, I've heard some things. Uh, the one thing I know, the two things that happened, uh, I was a four-string linebacker, uh, coincidentally enough, next to Mike Miller. Um, so we were the two four-string linebackers, you know, both of us just thinking, I mean, how are we going to make this team? We can't even get a rep. Um, and then we had no pads on. And if you've ever seen me with no pads on, even with pads on, I'm not the most intimidating or most football-esque looking guy. Um, so had that going against me. Um, but then we had four live reps of the whole camp. And, uh, you know, I, was, I, got, I had a huge hit on a running back, and the next day was the first time the, that Stubler referred to me by my first name. He actually noticed me, and, uh, you know, some things happened. I, I'm not sure on the specifics, but I know that play in general got me to the first preseason game. How I played in the first preseason game got me to the second one, uh, and that eventually got me on the team. But without those four live reps, there's no doubt in my mind I don't make the team. A little bit there from J.C. Sherrod. By the way, some guests on the show get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. Don't forget about the Northern Chicken Super Bucket. Ten pieces, ten fingers, large smashed potatoes, gravy, coleslaw, and cornbread for 68 bucks. NorthChickenYEG.com. And uh, J.C. Sherrod, I also asked him, uh, what are you going to tell Edmonton? What are you going to tell other people about Edmonton when you move on to other areas in your life? It was an absolute joy. Um... I, I could say that with just pure honesty. I loved it. Um, I loved every second of it. I loved getting to, uh, you know, find new parts of the city. Uh, I, I intentionally lived in different parts of the city, uh, you know, just to get to experience it. And the people, um, you know, there's it, something to be said when you walk out your door and you're just surrounded by good people. There, there's not a lot of people in the world that get to say those things. Uh, for eight years, I get to walk out my door uh, and just be surrounded by good-hearted people um, in a city that I just grew to absolutely love. Um, and I, I, I won't ever say a bad word about it. I can promise you that. That is J.C. Sherrod. It was great to have him on the Face-Off show last night. We wish him all the best. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Gary's calling in. Hi, Gary. Gary, go ahead. Do we have Gary? We may not have Gary after all. All right. Well, appreciate him calling. I don't know if he's actually there. Uh, 780. Let's see if he's... uh, You might have put his phone down, Kellen. He's gone. All right. Well, that's okay. He doesn't have to uh, talk if he doesn't want to. Uh, 780-496-0063 is... The phone number and, of course, the text line is uh, 630-630. People texting in about that POG code. Uh, what did he say it was? Just POG it, Kellen? Just POG it? P-O-G? Gary, are you there now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here, Reed. Um, I've got a couple of questions that I wanted to throw at you this, to this evening. Uh, the, the number one thing last night in the hockey game 
which the Oilers won, there was actually two players that were offside on that play, and I think the video, the video guy was Jerry Coop. I don't know. Oh, Jeremy Cooples, the Oilers video guy. They called Vertanen for being offside. He was slow going to the bench. But Rob and I thought Sutter might have been offside receiving the pass as well. Oh, I yeah, I saw that. And then I want to ask you one more question before I leave you. The Ken Hitchcock said that he used analytics because um, Chason was up. Uh, what's uh, used in the shootout, of course. But he used analytics uh, really quick to see who he should put out there on the shootout. Now, can you explain the analytics part? Actually, I'm not sure about that. I, I caught that comment yesterday. He didn't really elaborate on it. Obviously, they have shootout stats, and they probably had stats on Markstrom as well as to where he gets scored on and how he does against left and right-handed shooters. I'm just I'm just sort of making an educated guess here on on information I know teams have. Uh the thing that surprised me though is I don't think Jujar Kara had ever taken a shootout shot before. No, I don't so think I'm not so sure either. why when it came to the fourth guy because Rob and I are here watching ourselves and look, you know what, Gary, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be critical about it because with a shootout, you know, you could pick the most unlikely guy and he could score and you could look like a genius. But, I mean, we all know who the first three are going to be for the Oilers. It's probably the most obvious it's ever been in shootout history. Fair? For the, yeah, first, for the first three. And then when it got to the fourth guy, I said Chason and Rob said he would go with Yamamoto. Yeah. And then they went with Kara and then... And then Rob still said, well, now Chase on or Yamamoto. And I said, well, I would still go with Chase on. Knowing Hitch, if I have time tomorrow, I'll try to get to this. We'll see what other stories there are tomorrow when we get to interview Hitch. I would guess Hitch didn't want to put Yamamoto in a position to fail. You know what I mean? Where yeah. if he misses, he feels lousy for missing. Because I think he's, you know, he wants to bring the young guys along. So he, he Hitch clearly likes Kara. And Kara had a good game, so he put him in there. But I, I, I would have gone with Chase on fourth just to reward him for the season that he's having. And, and I mean, he can snap the puck from, from close in. But, yeah, I, I'm glad you caught that. That was an interesting comment. Maybe I'll get to talk to Hitch about it tomorrow or, or in the near future because I, I would think, too, Gary, they have information on the opposing goaltender. Yeah, the, the other point is that a dry sidle went down on uh... – um, what's the goaltender for Vancouver? Markstrom. Markstrom, and he shot. He shot uh, middle glove, and he stopped it. So Chason was on the bench, and he watched that shot. And when he came up to make that shot, he said, "Well, if I can put this puck a little higher, then I can I can score." And that's exactly what did happen. Well, and you know what I like about Chason, Gary, and you've probably heard his interviews this year. What I like about Chase is he plays the game with his brain. I think there are some players who, and I'm not saying anybody specifically on the Oilers, but I think sometimes it's just age and experience too. I mean, some guys might have skill and they're like, okay, I'm good at these three things and that's what I do. Chase has often made comments about paying attention, watching other players, watching for tendencies, trying to figure things out. 
And I, I think Chase on as much as anything saw how his four teammates shot and didn't score. And that influenced what he was going to do, which is why I think that's a big reason why he's having a good season overall, because he reads off situations. He doesn't just think, hey, I have a good 40-foot slap shot, so that's all I'm going to do. He tries to do other things that will work. And the other thing that he does read that I think is important is that he, he's he got various sticks, right? He's got variety of sticks from different people, and he tries different things. And that's another reason why he said he's got such a – improved shot because he's got Ovechkin's stick in his hands. Gary, I got to run, but I appreciate you calling in, man. Enjoy the games on the weekend, okay? Yeah, good luck. That is Gary checking in, 780-496-0063. Quick final update of the scoreboard. Kings now up 2-0 on the Stars in the second period. In the third, Ducks leading the Wild 3-0. After two, Jets lead the Predators 3-1. In the third, Maple Leafs up on the Lightning 3-2. Rangers beat Chicago 4-3. Islanders knock off the Devils 4-1. Boston wins at home 5-2 against the Blues. Raptors leading Phoenix 109-107 with 13 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports, and to Kellen Kennedy, the studio producer this evening. Hey, thanks for listening. It's always my pleasure to bring you the show. Talk to you tomorrow night. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Six thirty Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on six thirty Chad.